Hey, welcome to Gig News This Morning. Not Gig News Tonight, Gig News This Morning. I still got my pajamas on. I'm joined by Steve out in Texas there. Good morning. I know, I was about to say, it's 8.30 here on the coast, which means it's 7.30 there. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's bright and early in Texas. Yeah. Do you usually, what time do you usually get up? Or is it different every when day? You, when you, uh... Well, when you deliver groceries, the early bird gets the worm. So, uh, <laughs> if you do ship, if you do ship, you want to get up at six a.m. because that's when the the orders drop. Good morning, yeah. Eric. And um, so, uh, so I was getting up at six there for a long time. Now, not as. <laughs> now I'm kind of staying into like seven. So, I, I, you know, I've changed my hours. I'm pretty much working afternoons and nights now. Oh, okay. So I get up about eight and then like I do the, you know, check the news for like an hour. Just kind of bum around on the computer until like about nine, nine thirty. And then I work out from like nine nine thirty to like eleven, eleven thirty, something like that, and I eat lunch and then after I eat lunch, then I'm ready to go. So and because I've been I prefer to work nights because there's these baller high paying Amazon flex routes out of Daytona right. beach. Right. But they usually don't start till five. They're like five to eight, you know, or every once in a while they have an afternoon one, like three to six or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just depends. Sorry. Leo wants to jump up here. Every time he hears me talking, he's like, I got this key. <laughs> I got, I got the, the CBD bomb here, which he doesn't like. So this is, That'll this is the new, this is a new cat repellent. <laughs> Anti-catnip, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would do early mornings, but okay. Uh, when I, so I do shipped and there he is. <laughs> uh, you get, they, they send you, if you, after you do it a while, you will get orders from your same customers. Mm -hmm. They match you. And so if you work the, so the key is to work the same hours on the same days over and over again. So, it's, uh, you know, I like starting at eight or nine and then get yeah. them out of the way. And then like, so that works for Amazon Flex, you know, or something where you want to work nights. Mm -hmm. then, you know, do like you uh, pack a lunch with you and eat on the road or do you come home or do you grab something on the road or? Sometimes I'll stop at the house and make a sandwich if. That's like if I have an extra hour, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I eat in the, I eat at Central Market. I mean, mm -hmm. Central Market, well, it, you know, they have great breakfast tacos in the morning. <laughs> so that's Is it like a, like a food court or a buffet or something. Uh, they have a cafe. Okay. They have a cafe. So in the mornings they have breakfast tacos and the sausage and biscuit things, kolaches. <laughs> but after that, and they have all these great coffees, one these great coffees, and then you can eat lunch there. And so you can pick up sandwiches or they'll make you one. Yeah. Their salad bar is awesome. Sounds like Whole Foods or something. Is it's it? but but not as weird. It doesn't have the weird vibes. <laughs> Whole Foods, but without but but the friendly humanity and no weird vibes. Oh, before we get started, I had a funny story to tell you. So I was doing Instacart 
uh, on Monday. And you know how, like, uh, I don't think this will ever be improved. Like, so when you go to the supermarket and you're coming, whenever you're coming out of an aisle or going into an aisle, these 90 degree corners, you can't see around them. So, so how many times have you ever been coming around a corner and you bump into somebody, you know, slow down. It's just like, just like yeah. when you learn to drive, slow yeah. down. Well, all right. So I'm, I had my cart. I'm on the outside of the aisle, like in the main aisle, like not the, not the, not the number aisle. Um, the, the through traffic aisle, I guess you could call it. So, and I'm just standing there like, you know, looking at my phone and like a, a mom walks around the corner and she's got plenty of room between me and the cart and the display or whatever. And then a, a little kid comes running behind her like at full speed. And he, he's not watching where he's going. He just, he runs right into the front of my cart. And like, yeah. I'm not even moving. I'm just sitting here. I'm just standing there, you know, doing Instacart on my phone and the kid, I don't know how old he was. It's I, I I'm really bad at guessing kids age. I probably, five maybe oh okay. he just like he whams into the front of the cart and he falls backwards and then i expected him to start crying he's like and his mom's like oh my god what happened and he's like i wasn't watching where i was going she's like i told you so then like she's like oh i'm so sorry so i'm like no it's, it's fine and then so you know then i go into the aisle that they just came out of and then they go into the aisle that i just came out of and then about after five seconds i hear the kid, he didn't start crying until I was out of the, out of his sight of view or whatever. I felt so bad. I'm like, I, oh, he was tough. Yeah, he was. That happens at, at at Chick Fil A too. It's every time I go to Chick Fil A, there's always little kids running around the store at full speed. <laughs> you know, usually the when they're that young, they'll like you know they bounce off. You know, yeah. they're, they're like rubber. They'll hit something and bounce off. Look so that's what I thought. That's what, but he cried. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. Yeah, let's get you, on with your, in your robe. You look like Hugh Hefner with a cat. <laughs> yeah. My Batman. And exactly. My Batman <laughs> mug. By the way, I'm not drinking coffee. I'm just drinking water. Oh, well, I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> yeah, that got, there. This job has got me totally <laughs> on coffee. Caffeine. All right, let's start the news, which I should have had ready to go. News. And actually, a lot of the news we're going to be reporting is kind of, well, we got scooped by everybody already. Leo. Big deal. All right, here we go. In case nobody knows about this by now. CDC mask mandate for planes, trains, no longer in effect after a judge rules it unlawful. Uh, so this is, you know, I'm just going to get to the media story. Federal judge Monday struck down the Biden administration's mandate that masks be worn aboard planes, trains, buses, and other public transportation. Uh, you got to mute your mic when you're sneezing. <laughs> Immediate change in policy for air travelers and many rail customers. U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel for the Middle District of Florida called the policy unlawful and ruled that the Centers for Disease Control Prevention had overstepped its legal authority by imposing the mandate in February 2021. Because of Biden, because of Monday's ruling, a Biden administration official said TSA will not enforce its security directives and emergency amendment requiring mass use in public transportation and transportation hubs at this time. 
And if that, um, we're doing two stories on here. So because of that, Uber and Lyft drop mask requirements for drivers and passengers. Uber and Lyft said Tuesday that riders and drivers are no longer required to wear masks as of April 19th. Riders and drivers are not required to wear masks while when using Uber. The company sent an updated safety guidance on its website. However, the CDC still recommends wearing a mask if you have certain personal risk factors and or high transmission levels in your area. Lyft offered a similar statement and added, we know that everyone has different comfort levels and anyone who wants to continue wearing masks is encouraged to do so. As always, drivers or riders can decline to accept or cancel any ride they don't wish to take. And that's pretty much it. Um, All right, so I, I put a poll on my YouTube channel about this the other day, and I thought this could only be good for business because there's so many people, especially like where you live, where I live, that we're just done with masks. And like I, I'm a perfect example of that is I haven't taken an Uber as a rider in like probably two or three years, and I haven't flown. I haven't flown since, uh, well, that's not true. I did fly the summer of 20, 20 I remember that was last summer or the summer before that, but, um, cause my, my family up in New York, they keep wanting me to come visit them. I'm like, I'm not flying. I got to wear a mask on the plane. Yeah. So yeah. you think this can, but then, you know, I've seen people, uh, this is bringing out, it's funny to see all the NPCs just go, <laughs> all the, uh, the people that just follow, you know what Fauci or whoever tells them to do, um, just flip out, just be like, uh, but the point is, we've got to get back to normal at some time. Did you plan on wearing a mask forever, people? <laughs> That's forever COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's a reason all, so when they announced that on the planes, mm -hmm. there's a reason that all the flight crews cheered. I yeah. Mean, Doing your job for eight hours a day or whatever, it's miserable. And a lot of people, a lot of people who work from home all day and don't have to wear a mask except when they go out or whatever, they don't understand. They don't, it, it's hard for people to understand that. Do you know anybody who has ever been, who was ever deactivated? For not wearing a mask, like like you know, like an Uber driver, or um, I don't know anyone who was deactivated. I know people who got into trouble. Yeah, I got when I was driving Lyft briefly last year to do those two thousand, three thousand dollar challenges. Um, I did get reports every once in a while, like two or three times. It said a customer said you weren't wearing a mask. Um, you know, make sure you are, <laughs> but they didn't you know, deactivate me or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it, for people like us, you know, we can get fired. We could get fired. No, no recourse, no nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not like teacher, you know, teachers or someone in an office, you know, uh, you'll just get, you know, you'll get the, you know, on Instacart, you'll open the app one day and you'll be looking at those onions on your phone. <laughs> it says you've been deactivated. And it's a, it's a different world. Um, I mean, it's, it'll make flying now much more pleasant. Uh, yeah. I have, I have, because my mother's been moving to Texas. And that's what, that's actually what I've been doing a lot of the past couple of weeks. She's finally found a place to live. 
but I've had to fly to Detroit a cup uh, twice. I've, I've flown twice, and and then I had to Uber to their house. And the um, you know the drivers are all very they're very strict about mm -hmm. it. You know, I had to yeah. ride in an Uber for forty five minutes to their house with my mask on. You know, but I mean, it's like for me, I'm vaccinated. I've had three shots. So Eric said DoorDash needs to do the same with the mask. I they probably yeah. I haven't done DoorDash in a few days, but I would assume that they it, it, you know, it's funny. I haven't noticed it in my I've never I've never noticed where it says if it says to wear, put a mask on or not, because I haven't worn a mask doing a delivery in two years. Um, I've wondered that. Too. I noticed that Instacart took it out, too, because I did an alcohol delivery on Monday. And anytime it says like meet the customer, it'll say, it says wear a mask. But then it, I mean, if there's, you have to card their ID, there mm -hmm. was nothing in there. So they, they might just quietly remove that. They, they might not make an announcement about it. I checked their blog. I didn't see anything on there and there's nothing in the app, you know, like the, uh, I, I swear, like when it comes to Instacart, I never get any of the, the emails and updates until like a week or two later. So I see, okay. Like my last inbox on here is March 24th. Something about taxes. There's nothing in here about masks no longer needed or whatever. But yeah, so I mean, the point is, I think that this is going to be good for Uber Lyft. It's going to be good for everybody because it, like they said, if yeah, you I, still want to wear a mask, you can. Nobody, but it's like the, for us who, you know, are really sick of wearing them. Um, and it's just right. The problem, you know, we got to be careful what we say about this on YouTube because you know we'll get nuked or flagged or well, something. Well, well, uh, look, my mother is seventy-six years old and has rheumatoid arthritis. You know, I and she's terrified of getting COVID, and I don't blame her because um, that's what it—that's what the disease does. It looks for weak. It looks for weakness yeah. and goes after it. But um, you know, we're. But so, I mean, she wears the mask out in public. She wears it a lot. Uh, and that's what everyone can do now. Well, and they've never know. said that masks protect you from getting sick. It's meant that if you're sick, you're not going to get other people sick. Right, right. Unless, and if you're like, vaccinated, if you're vaccinated, you're probably not going to get sick or certainly not uh, going to be a super spreader. Can't say spreader. that on YouTube. That's not true. Well, you're not going to be a super spreader. <laughs> um, I mean, right. well, all right, we're gonna get nuked here. All right, let's yeah, let's move I, on. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, this is from CNBC. Just Eat Takeaway is exploring a sale of Grubhub barely a year after buying the company, and we talked about this um, last year. European food delivery giant Jet, let's just call him Jet, said it's considering a sale of Grubhub, its U.S. arm, after facing pressure from investors to explore strategic deals. Jet's board confirms this alignment with shareholders as wanting to create and release Valve and release, oh, release value. For, I thought it said release Valve from the company's highly attractive portfolio of assets. The company sent in a trading update Wednesday. As such, management is currently together with its advisors actively exploring the introduction of a strategic partner and, and or the partial or full sale of Grubhub. The company has faced growing calls from prominent shareholders to divest its Grubhub division. Jet completed its acquisition of the U.S. food ordering platform for $7.3 billion barely a year ago. In October, activist investor Catrock Capital called on Jet to sell Grubhub and refocus 
its business on Europe. Catrock owns about 6.5% of the company. All right, so um, not much. They don't really go into much more detail beyond that. Um, I will say that uh, Jet delisted off the NASDAQ a couple months ago. And so I had to shell, I had to sell all my jet shares at a loss because once they take it off the NASDAQ, you would have to go through some kind of European broker to buy or sell that stock. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to cat. I mean, I, I didn't lose that much, but it was funny that, I mean, the stock, it, it just kept going down, 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 and it was worth like $6 and change when I sold it, you know? Okay. So, I mean, that's that's a bad sign. They they delist from the NASDAQ. I mean, Hannibal and I, if you watch some of our, our episodes from last year, I've shown like all those charts of Grubhub is basically like the MySpace of food delivery apps. Like they were the first, they were the biggest. And I don't know what happened, but all these new players, Uber Eats, you know, DoorDash, and to a lesser extent, like Waiter, Bites, Grubhub, uh, things like that. Um they came in and did a better job, you know. Mm -hmm. So they probably, they probably hired all the talent away from Grubhub. I don't know. Maybe I just um, think it's, I think it's a matter of just that. Th this is what happens, kind of like when you're the first to market and something like that. Is that yeah? You kind of th these businesses maybe they just kind of rest on their laurels. Like you know, we were the pioneers. We don't we don't need to innovate anymore because uh -huh. we just created this whole new market. So. I don't know. Let us know in the comments. I mean, I don't think Grubhub will ever go belly up completely, but it's a chance it just will become as minor as Bite Squad and Waiter. I don't do think, think they're long. I don't think they're long for this world. <laughs> I just uh, there's too much competition, and the economy the economy is going going down, so mm -hmm. there's less money. So yeah, and then the whole. The whole Nasdaq thing—that's um, that's that's not good either. That means they didn't want to spend all the money to stay on the Nasdaq, which means there wasn't interest. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot. I, like they said in that story, is that um, they should focus on Europe or whatever, because Jet is based out of, uh, I believe it's uh, Netherlands. Okay. Um, so it's weird because like. When American companies start going to Europe, they tend to do very well. But when Europeans come here, not so much, you know. Was then, but Jet they, Jet bought Grubhub. Was Grubhub started in Silicon Valley or in Europe? No, no, I don't know if it's Silicon Valley, but it's definitely an American company. Okay, okay. Well, but we're going to talk later about uh, <laughs> capital capital <laughs> investment firms. Actually, yeah, that's our next story. Okay, get into it. We're gonna, we've got more on those guys. This is something that Steve actually uh, sent to me, and I could I I thought for sure CNBC or any of these or TechCrunch somebody would cover this. This was the only article I could find. It was from Retail Technology Innovation Hub dot com. So Bolt founder Ryan Breslow blasts vicious Instacart backer Sequoia Capital. I'm, basically, I'm just going to read this whole thing. Ryan Breslow, founder of online checkout tech, uh, technology startup Bolt, not the electric car, has launched an extraordinary attack on Instacart investor Sequoia Capital. In a series of Twitter posts, Breslow claimed that Sequoia murdered Instacart's founder, Apurva Meta, in cold blood. 
don't know why he, he worded it like that. He should have said they stabbed him in the back, but whatever. <laughs> Last year, Instacart appointed Fiji Simo as its new CEO just seven months after she joined the grocery delivery company's board of directors. Simo, formerly the VP and head of the Facebook app, replaced Meta with Meta transitioning to executive chairman of the board. Breslow said on Twitter, as far as the mob goes, Sequoia is the dawn. As vicious as they come, their violence is done in silence. Experts at pressure and power. Meta, he stated, built one of the most transformational companies of the last decade. He made online grocery shopping go from zero to everyone. COVID helped, although it was already well on the rise. Apoorva absolutely crushed it. He's a lights-out visionary and entrepreneur. No one is perfect, but Apoorva is as good as it gets. Instacart is as tough as nails business to build that no one had ever pulled off prior. Brezel added, but in 2019, a dark plan began to form. Sequoia saw blood, an easy way to return money to their LPs. I don't know what LP stands for. By an IPO, up 100 times from their 2013 investment. Apoorva, fearless and not known for compromise, was unlikely to be on board with this plan. They needed him out. So they made one of the sneakiest moves of all time, hiring Instacart's CFO in 2019. Ravi Gupta joined Sequoia as a partner. Gupta knew every mistake the company had made. If you're going to murder a founder, hire their CFO. One day they held a meeting, then out of nowhere called a vote to kick Apoorva out as CEO. It passed immediately, and Apoorva had no clue what hit him. He went into shock. Sequoia and in the Instacart board then put in a CEO who knows literally nothing about logistics, hired Facebook's former global ad chief who departs within four months, appoints president slash CEO of the New York Times and the co-founder of home care assistance to the board. What? <laughs> Breslow concluded, last month, Instacart slashed its valuation by almost 40% to $24 billion. They did it to attract talent at a more reasonable valuation. The reality to prepare for an up-round IPO, a nice narrative of success in LP cash flow. Instacart and Sequoia Capital did not respond to our quest for a comment. So I'll turn it over to you, Steve, because like I said, that was the only news, quote unquote, I could find covering this. And I don't want, you know, I don't want this to be a gossipy show, but this right. and this guy, Ryan Breslow, actually, um, it's funny, he actually he was CEO of Bolt, and then I don't know, he he stepped down to be like to become executive chairman or whatever, um, after tweeting probably what he shouldn't have tweeted or whatever but anyway um i'll turn it over to you from from here because i think you know more about this than me well i don't know that much more about it than you uh that ryan guy he sounds you know they all know each other all those people know each other and you're you're right chad i think he didn't murder a i think they stabbed him in the back uh he i you know but so maybe he was just maybe he was just going on maybe he did this on Twitter just to like show some friendship for Apoorva and see if anybody in the news would run with it and they didn't. But I thought the same thing basically. I thought Apoorva got muscled out of his job. Mm -hmm. You know, last night I um and you know we ought to do a show on this. I was looking at Twitter's board of directors. I right. you know Instacarts. I was looking at Instacart's board of directors because they mentioned a couple of things in in his uh, in his tweets. He talks about the two new people that went on the board. So first of all, Apoorva is still on the board of Instacart. He's just not CEO anymore. Yeah, I think he's executive chairman. He he's he's on the board. He's on the board. Uh, somebody from Sequoia. Sequoia has a man on the board. You know, someone from Mark Andreessen's venture capital is on the board. Yeah, and then the lady—they uh, just put the 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 
the lady from the New York Times on there, Meredith Copet Levine, mm-hmm. who was behind. Yeah, I that. yeah, yeah. Um, I think then you know, the the people who lent Instacart all this money, they want they want some money back, and so that's why they're shaking things up. Yeah, it's funny because when Instacart started, there was no shipped or corner shop or dumpling, and now they have competitors. And I mean, we could talk about Instacart for hours, but you know, we've definitely noticed that Instacart has slashed pay. You know, they want you to do more work for the same amount of money. When Instacart first started, it's kind of like how corner shop is now. They were just, you know, just printing money basically to shoppers. And I mean, Instacart is still a decent gig now it's just not as lucrative as it as it was at least not for me maybe unless you're in certain um markets there's certain youtubers gig tubers that like all they do is instacart and they make two three hundred bucks a day or more plus we know instacart has had trouble with the bots i haven't heard i haven't heard of any other platform except maybe like amazon flex where they've had trouble with you know bots hacking the platform to to grab orders or shifts or whatever. Um, and they done very little about it. It's, it's, and I don't think Instacart's in as much hot water as Grubhub, you know? Um, no, no. Instacart's <laughs> doing, Instacart's but still, doing when you Instacart. slash your valuation by 40%, I mean, I can see like single digit percent. All right. But 40, that's almost half, you know? He says, um, Ryan says they did that. To, to have to, to do an initial public offering for to get listed and I don't I don't understand that so they pushed their IPO back twice because it was supposed to come out in 2020 it was supposed to come out in 2021 and now they're saying maybe late summer of this year maybe you know Christmas or New Year's next year um I don't I'll be curious to see what it starts out as I think it would be like at least a hundred dollars a share. What do you think? Oh, I think it'll flop. Really? <laughs> Look at what happened, what happened to Netflix yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. it went down thirty percent. Uh, bad news. Back. I mean, they have. I don't know if you have. You have much more control of a company when it's private. Yeah, uh, that's true. So that lady from the New York putting that lady from the New York Times. I think that's interesting that she's on the board. Uh, you know, they're going to, I think Instacart's going to try and make more money from paid partnerships and like, kind of like the New York, that's what she did over at the New York times. You know, maybe like uh, Instacart will get, you know, food companies will have to pay Instacart money to get on the catalog. I'll bet. Yeah. More of that, more blogs. That's what I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is you got to pay to play. I mean, it's kind of like DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats are the same way. It's like they're taking anywhere from like 15 to like 30% commission fees. So, you know, you know, Facebook, did you know Facebook like gives the New York Times 10 or 20, like $10 million a year to, so, so, so just to stay on the Facebook Facebook oh, kind yeah. of pays them payola. Facebook pays the New York Times payola, basically. 
and uh, you know, I'm, I, she, I'm sure she was behind that, and that's real money for the New York Times. Uh, so I'm sure they'll go after people with deep pockets. Instacart will go after people with deep pockets. Hmm. Well, maybe you know this isn't the last we've heard of this. I'll be curious to see if uh, you know we hear yeah, more. As I probably as could have went into like Reddit or some Facebook groups, but I, I mean. I don't know. I just hate going on like gossip. You know, I'm trying to, I don't want this to be a gossipy show. I want this to be, you know, real news show. So no, that's, there's, that's not, well, <laughs> gossip is news. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our last real story and then we'll take All a right. break. And this is very, very similar to what we did like two weeks ago. Seattle proposes minimum wage for DoorDash, Rover and other gig workers. The payout policy would provide a base pay equivalent to Seattle's minimum wage, along with other worker protections for app-based workers. Like I said, we've already discussed news like this, so I'm just going to go over this real quick. Um, Noor is like there is a gig worker that we're talking about. Noor is a is part of a coalition of gig workers partnering with Working Washington to push the city for new regulations that would guarantee a minimum wage, along with pay transparency, flexible scheduling, and other protections. The group estimates there are at least 40,000 app-based gig workers performing jobs in Seattle each year, not including Uber and Lyft drivers. If passed, the law would apply to delivery drivers on DoorDash, Instacart, Uber Eats, and others, along with workers who provide services through TaskRabbit, Rover, and similar apps. The proposed policy would not apply to Uber and Lyft drivers who are covered by Seattle's 2020 fair share law and a similar state law that passed during the 2020 legislative session, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Payout policy would accomplish that by requiring app companies to pay a per minute and per mile rate to delivery drivers that begins when they accept a job offer and ends when the job is complete. The base rates are tied to the city's $7.27 minimum wage and the standard mileage rate set by the IRS. And I know that there was more down here. Then they I said they had a, a public hearing about it. Public testimony on April 12th. Committee was split nearly 50 50 between those for and against. Uh, many gig workers testifying in support spoke about their low wages and challenging working conditions, especially during the pandemic. Opponents cautioned that increased worker pay would likely result in higher costs for customers, in turn reducing demand for services and job opportunities for gig workers. Worker earnings in the sector are highly complex and if regulated poorly can adversely impact a broad ecosystem of merchants. Blah, blah, blah. We're concerned this ordinance fails to take into consideration sufficient stakeholder consults, consultation and learnings. And I think that was... That was it. But they said there's something in here that said they should um, do a exploratory committee before they um, uh, vote on it. But it's going up for a vote in like two weeks. So um, I just don't get how you have a minimum wage for gig jobs because we're paid by the job, not by the hour. I mean, Prop 22 in California is kind of similar to that. Um but uh and also with TaskRabbit and Rover is you set your own prices on those apps. I used to do TaskRabbit a couple of years ago. And the, the like when you don't have any it's kind of like eBay where you have like a a seller rating because everybody who's worked with you in the past will give you a thumbs up and then like that you know the more jobs you've done the higher your rating so people are more likely to to trust you but when you're a newbie and you don't have any credit basically you have to lowball a competition to get customers, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, and like you're, you don't, you just work out like a flat fee. Like it can be like, I'm putting together Ikea furniture, you know, like I'll give you 20 bucks to do this. And like, you know, but you don't really discuss hourly rates and things like that. I don't know how they can uh, legislate that. So 
Um, like I said, we already talked about something similar to this recently. So, the um, what's your reaction? You, you know, you know, the pay up people have been around Seattle for years. Yeah, I They're, remember seeing them in the Instacart groups, like when I first started, like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, they've they've never gone away. There's a hashtag on Twitter called hashtag pay up and it's those same there's like four or five of them in seattle and they go back to the days where instacart was stealing tips <laughs> that's when they, they were, i was making yeah. so much money when they were stealing our tips <laughs> yeah it's it's a union shop basically mm -hmm. i mean but they, you know, so pay up. And, and, you know, this the uh, articles like this are drive me crazy because whoever wrote this article didn't. Who is pay up? They they don't talk about that at all. Yeah, they're just some you know, NGO. Who the people are who are. <clears throat> I mean, they quote these the, these members of the Seattle City Council, but I mean, pay up is an actual group, and they use the group's name in the name of their bill. Mm -hmm. So I mean. They obviously are all friends. Yeah. Uh, I I remember Dave Smith was talking about... Um, he, he made a great point about this. It was a while ago, but it's always stuck with me. Is that... Are you so you know how like blue cities like New York, Chicago, LA, Seattle, they have like sin taxes. Like they'll make sugary drinks. They put like a tax on... You know, sin sin taxes because they're trying to keep people healthy. So, like, if we make soda more expensive, people are less likely to buy it. All right, but then those same people are so pro minimum, not just minimum wage, but fifteen dollar minimum wage, seventeen dollar. So they, it's the exact same thing. It's like when you make something more expensive, it tends to drive down demand. So now apply that to labor. Why don't I don't I don't? How do they not understand that it's the same thing? You know, so if you make something more expensive, it tends to drive down demand. That it does. That yep. it does. They they're, uh, they only see instant gratification. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pay me, pay me now, yeah. pay up, pay up. These are all uh, people who well, they, they don't know anything about economics or business. All they know is that person has more than me and I'm going to go to the government to force them to give me their money. Well, you know, uh, don't, you know, focus on what you can control. That's sort of my deal. I, uh, you know, you can make this a great business for you, uh, live where you want to live and, uh, you know, live your life. <laughs> There'll always be these people, you know, you'll be around everybody different, but you, you know, they'll always be a whole bunch of people around you well we've been going 35 minutes so we gotta take All a 35 right. second commercial break and we'll be right back okay are you a doordash delivery are driver you a doordash delivery driver would you like to be safer would you like and to less be stressful safer driving? and less stressful and driving earn more and at the earn same more time? at the same time the driver's utility, the driver's helper, utility app helper app allows you, to do, allows you to do just that create custom create filters custom and, filters, automated and it's automated systems for you automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving visit acceptordecline.com to get started today
And speaking of DoorDash, we're just going to roll right into our next story here. DoorDash releases DEI stats for corporate workers and contractors. A new report from DoorDash sheds light on the delivery company's progress on diversity, diversity and inclusion. Uh, there isn't a whole lot here, so I'm just going to kind of read the uh, the bullet points or whatever. So on Tuesday, DoorDash released its first ESG report since going public in 2020. The report spans everything from insights about merchants and dashers to community impact and sustainability of the delivery service company. The report outlines diversity and representation at DoorDash and shows the demographics of both its contract workers and corporate employees. The report shows that 58% of dashers in the U.S. are women and 38% are people of color. When it comes to global corporate employees, women are just shy of making up half of the workforce. Currently, 46% of total DoorDash employees are women. Uh, in terms of racial diversity in the U.S., 16% of corporate employees identify as black and 13 identify as Hispanic or Latino. DoorDash trends slightly ahead of other tech companies when it comes to racial diversity. By comparison, Uber reported about 10% of its staff identified as, as black and 8% identified as Latino. Uh, the numbers are even lower at Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, where black and Hispanic employees count for about 4 and 7% of its U.S. workforce. Protocol continues to track publicly released diversity data for some of the largest U.S. track companies. So um, there isn't a whole lot to say here, but it's just that whenever you those initials ESG, that is the American equivalent of the Chinese social credit score. And it's the um, it's also like the CRT type stuff. I mean, DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion. This is all that CRT critical theory. Um, getting into the corporate world. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched Joe Rogan, but there, or not not just Joe Rogan, but there's this guy, James Lindsay. He's like the absolute best on this. He's been on all the great podcasts. So look up James Lindsay if you don't, if you never heard about him, he can tell you everything about this. Um, so I don't know, Steve. Well, anything to add to this? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, in my book. Oh, look, I wrote a book <laughs> in Shop Like a Pro. Um, I make a point. I, uh, I make a point in the book that these jobs, the uh, gig jobs are very, uh, they're very popular with, well, th with women and Housewives, also with yeah. pe people of, and definitely with people of color. Uh, immigrants, people who just moved to this country, uh, you know, refugees. A lot of the Uber drivers in the Dallas area are from Africa. They're, mm -hmm. you know, recent refugees from Africa. So, you know, I think, so these numbers from DoorDash about how 58% of the Dashers are women. Sure, sure. I was actually surprised about that. I thought it'd be the other way around. I'd be like 58% men. Because when no. I'm out there, most of the other dashers I see are guys. Um, well, certainly as far as like for grocery shopping, uh, more are women and mm -hmm. they all and many people make better tips and do much better at this job than I do. It's, it's, a, it's a great job for women and for minorities and immigrants. It's a great job uh, for anybody that's good at doing it. It is. It is. It's also, but it, you know, like if you don't have a college degree, this is a great job. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so like I said, not a whole lot to say about this other than to just kind of put it out there. But like I said, I am surprised that it said 58% of dashers are women. I thought it'd be the other way around. And only 38%. When it, 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 That term people of color cracks me up. It's like, it's just a, but colored people is racist, but people of color is PC. It's just, yeah. it's just grammar. <laughs> That's the difference between racist and PC grammar. Well, know. you know, that's that's George Orwell. Everything's mm -hmm. about words. Every, yeah. Words, words are reality. So mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff yeah. that he predicted is coming true. But anyway, that's the last of our like serious news or hard news or whatever. Let's let's have ended something a little bit more light here. Well, darn. Uh, this is from RadarOnline.com. I never heard of this site until just now. Elon Musk's ex-wife sued after her dog allegedly attacked DoorDash delivery driver. Elon Musk's ex-wife has found herself on the wrong end of a lawsuit. The Tesla founder's former wife, Justine, is reportedly being sued by a DoorDash delivery driver who claims that her dog viciously attacked her when she was dropping off food delivery to the 49-year-old Canadian author's residence. Radar has learned. In a stirring development that may lead to Justine paying out a hefty settlement, the alleged victim, Hayeda Samadi filed a lawsuit on Friday in the Superior Court of Los Angeles County for strict liability, general negligence, battery, and a number of other complaints. And let's see, let's skip down here. Despite the intense trauma Samadi claims to have endured following the alleged dog attack in April 2020, she admits in the court documents that she failed to file a complaint with animal control for the unprovoked animal attack, suggesting that there may not be proper proof documenting when and where exactly the incident took place. Besides punitive damage, Samadhi is also requesting that the dog be seized, confined, and or euthanized because of the alleged attack. Although the court has reportedly not yet ruled whether or not they will grant Samadhi's request. So um, it's funny because early in the show, I said, I don't want this to be like a gossip show, but this is essentially, well, it's not gossip. I mean, it's actual news, but there isn't a whole lot of like, all they're kind of reporting on is that there's a lawsuit happening there's no pictures or testimonies or anything. And also they said this happened two years ago, April, 2020. Why are they just now suing? You know, because somebody has deep pockets. Yeah. But he had deep pockets two years ago. <laughs> well, and also that's, that's not Elon Musk. That's his wife. I'm sure that, and it's funny. They just keep showing pictures of Elon Musk in this article, but I mean, it's name brand recognition. So it's like, I never, like when I was a kid, I never understood, and I still don't understand as an adult, like if you're watching the news and like the relative of somebody famous like dies or something bad happens to them. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember when Michael Jordan's father died, it was on the news. And I was like, why is this news? Like Michael Jordan's father isn't a famous person. He's just, he's famous adjacent, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's, this is pretty, like you said, it's, you're going off with somebody with deep pockets and you know, all the tabloid websites are going to report on this. So yeah, we, we have to too. <laughs> We're basically reporting on it that tabloid sites are reporting on it. This is probably happening because Elon is buying Twitter. Yeah. They mentioned that in the basically. article, but of course you know, they do. <laughs> yeah. But again, yeah. it's not Elon, it's his wife. And if they're divorced, I don't know what kind of alimony settlements they have going on or whatever, but there's probably, you know, in this is in Los Angeles. There's probably a whole 
a small army of lawyers who mm -hmm. chase celebrities around yep. looking for, you know, a lawsuit and, and, an, and a settlement. So. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they can get, they can get this lady paint her into a corner and then pay them to make them go away. I mean, battery battery <laughs> yeah, battery you know have well, you ever, unless i got into a brawl after you know at the well, time i don't know well you've you've had uh some incidents with pets haven't you yeah i was gonna say we could we could springboard this to talk about safety because one of the things you're gonna run into in these jobs is you know people have dogs as pets and uh i i've said this a million times and i'll keep saying it it just cracks me up whenever I go to make a delivery and somebody has a dog and the dog runs up and like the, the owner, they just suddenly remember that they had a dog. It, it didn't occur. Like they know I'm coming. Like it doesn't matter if I'm Instacart shopper or, you know, DoorDash driver, they know I'm coming. You know, uh, I can see when I'm doing Amazon flex cause they don't know we're coming. Um, but so they know we're coming. They know they have a dog. Why can't you put your dog in the backyard or the bedroom or a bathroom? Mm -hmm for you know two minutes one minute and especially with food handoff that only takes 10 seconds with instacart if you're actually handing them the bags um you know that can take a few minutes but still um i have i i've never like been i, I would never say i've been attacked by a dog but i remember i was doing the amazon flex route last summer and like they had like a screen door and like the so like the screen door was like a jar. It wasn't fully closed. And like the inside door was wide open. So I think somebody had just come in or out of the house and I'm just, you know, going there to drop off a package and I can see like a big, big dog on the other side of the door and he starts barking. And then like he starts, he jumps on the door because the door is not latched. He just pushes the door and the door opens and then the dog jumps up. And he starts jumping up on me. He's not biting me. He's just like, barking and then yeah. like the lady comes out she's like hey joe is that oh i'm so sorry i thought you were my husband you know yeah yeah uh, and um actually there was a incident a few weeks ago and hannibal and i i can't remember if we talked about this on the show or not but yeah we did i was at the end of the show um so i was doing amazon again amazon flex out in the country to like kind of like a farmhouse type area and i pull up and like you know there's no fences it's just dirt roads and three dogs run out and um, I'm like, like, they seem friendly, but they won't stop barking. And I'm like, do I get out of the car? And then, so like, I'm calling, you can actually call the customer through on Amazon. Nobody's answering. I'm leaving messages like, Hey, can you come out here and grab your, um, package? But then I seen the delivery notes. It says that there's a bin right offside the property, like put the package there. So that's what I did. And, um, Actually, you know what? You know what makes me more nervous than dogs is freaking roosters, because they don't—they're not like dogs where they can, you know, you can just say, "Hey, Charlie, get down." You know, they, all they know is just attack. You know, so I've actually been attacked by roosters, and those things—they hurt. You know, there's you get... a there's a house that we deliver to in here in North Dallas. And on the street is a roving mob of guinea hens. I can just <laughs> imagine what they're going to do to me sometime, because they'll guinea hens. Guinea hens, yeah, yeah. And they go. Racist. They they are they're in a little clump, and they go from one water source to another. They eat a, a bush. <laughs> anyway, 
See here, you know, here most people say, I have a dog, do not ring doorbell, don't knock, leave yeah. the groceries on the porch. We have a mad dog, thank you. And so you do and yeah. text see, like sure. People have funny um uh doormats or signs next to the door. A lot of them will say ring the like it's like a cartoon dog and it says ring the doorbell and i will sing you the song my people do you see that i've one? not seen that yeah that's I've pretty funny that. i've seen we will not open this door unless you brought wine <laughs> yeah there's a lot there's ones like that um but you know what what something i every um app that i do except for amazon flight well except for package delivery if i'm doing whole foods it's a different story but i always say should I ring the doorbell or do you prefer stealth mode? And a lot of people will write back, please don't knock or, or, or they'll say it doesn't matter. I'm sure the dogs will let me know when you're here, you know? Yeah. So yeah. if we can just do a little PSA here, you know, if you have dogs, even if they're, even if they're a little, you know, Chihuahua this big or freaking great Dane or whatever, and you know, your delivery driver is coming at least, can you just put them in the backyard or a bedroom or a bathroom it, it, uh, the dog is not gonna unless you have some kind of wild you know cujo dog what are they gonna do you know for that two minutes that they're away from you so here anyway. you're gonna be like here you're more likely to be delivering to cruella deville <laughs> that's who the dogs will be cool all right let's move on we can get to our our lighter news stories Eat this, not that. Grocery shoppers buy these items with the most peanut butter, according to data. So peanut butter is a pantry staple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to new data from grocery delivery service Instacart, there are several other items that shoppers order the most when they add peanut butter to the cart. When compared to all Instacart orders, the company's trends expert, Laurentia Ramaniak, says that the online carts that contain peanut butter are more likely to also include other items like apples, oats, and more that and more that complement it, and a few of them that may not surprise you. Here are the top five items people buy when they get a jar of peanut butter. All right, so I'm just gonna read the list: whole wheat bread, quick oats, granola bars, jams and jellies, of course, and royal gala apples. I thought that was surprising. I I don't think that this is correlation. I, mean, I think this is just coincidence. But yeah, it's not it's not correlation. Or yeah. There's no correlation, certainly no causation. This is just somebody who's imagine being this person at Instacart. Like that's your job is to like try to find any similarity between products, you know? Um this is this is this is what the this is this is what the New York Times lady has gotten Instacart to start <laughs> doing is finding these these food facts and publishing them out so that Instacart gets free publicity. Yeah. Uh, you know, why would you buy oats? Yeah. I I would never put peanut butter in a oatmeal. snack. Some, some sort of snack. I Girl guess. bars, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, the one that's is it's only number two is jams and jelly. But it's like, yeah, you make peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. The, I think the next story, our next story makes a little more, yeah, a little more sense. Yeah. Right, let's jump to that. Thanks for, this is the same website and the same, I think, I think it's the same writer. This is the most popular grocery item sold at Instacart, new data. It's not new data. This is old data. And they don't actually say what it is. It's, 
All right, so it's it's bananas. Bananas are arguably the most beloved fruit in the produce aisle. With less than 100 calories each, these curved yellow delights are packed with nutrients and natural sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Instacart's trends expert, yeah, we already mentioned her, says orders containing bananas also include foods that, yeah, so this is the same list, except it's with bananas. <laughs> All right, so this is, uh, here's top five things people buy when they also buy um, bananas. Number five, raspberries. Number four, Haas avocados. Number three, blueberries. Um, no number on this one, but I guess that's number two. Number two, Honeycrisp apples. And number one, Royal Gala apples again. Yeah. First of all, I like Honeycrisp way better than Gala. Um, but it's true. Um, I believe that the number one selling item at Walmart is bananas. Can I do a PSA? Sure. I have a PSA about bananas. <laughs> so all you shoppers out there, when you buy bananas, don't put them in a bag. I agree. You don't have to bag a banana. Although they do at Costco, and, ev and everybody knows, juices. everybody knows the four-digit code for bananas. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to bag them or price them or anything. Just grab and go, and you've saved all. That is a time saver. You know, you got that countdown timer on Instacart running, running right there. Just grab the bananas and go. And you, what about this? I grab the I grab bunches. I don't. So if somebody wants five bananas, mm -hmm. and there's a bunch and there's a perfect bunch of bananas of seven sitting there, guess what I take? <laughs> I mean, and the well, customer is like, "Wow, he I I got a little I got a little extra, you know, my most prized most most frequently purchased food, and this shopper has rewarded me with a little more and. So anyway, yeah. that's just you got to be careful though because now the app is so nitpicky. Is that it, like it says five? Do you put five? But then like for the weight, if the weight is more, it, it doesn't do. It, there was this huge glitch with this with Aldi last year. I think they fixed it. But <laughs> if the weight for bananas was more than what was in the app, it wouldn't let you add it. It'll say this is more than what the customer is expecting to pay. I remember you'd, that. You'd have to refund that. the bananas and then add yeah. them manually. Oh, yeah. so annoying. And it's still yeah. – and what also, another PSA the customers are watching is when you order bananas, pay attention to whether you're ordering by the quantity or the weight. Because some people will put, they'll put one banana. And I always put, I always mention the customer, in, I say, do you want one individual banana or do you want one bunch or one pound? Because they're not the same thing. And most people have no idea how much bananas weigh. The average banana weighs about a third of a pound and a big one can weigh a half pound. That's so right. If you order, if That's you right. order are one. You, are you getting the small bananas or are you getting the ones that are like an arm? Yeah, it know, just like depends what's available too, you know? And, uh, so whenever, if it's, if it's a number, usually if it's one or two, I will always message the customer and say, did you want one banana, one bunch, or one pound? Because they're not the same thing. And the smart ones will write back. And it, it, there's been so many times where somebody's put one and I try, I grab a whole bunch and I'll put like five and it weighs two and a half pounds, you know? Mm. And the app won't let you do it. It'll say, this is expecting, this is more than what the customer is expecting to pay. Even though bananas are so dirt cheap, they're like, you know, even organic bananas are like, what 70 cents a pound or something like that yeah yeah well before back in the day see now now <laughs> when you sell a banana it shows a bunch 
the the picture of it is is for a bunch. At least it is on the stores I'm at. Mm-hmm. So that's what a, when a customer says, "Oh, I want one of those," they usually will want one bunch. Yeah, Instacart, and it's not just Instacart because uh, I do a corner shop as well at Win Dixie, and the same thing happens is that put people will put one banana. Although I noticed that the people. The the corner corner shop must be better on the customers end than Instacart because if they I've seen somebody put fourteen bananas on there or eight like these really high numbers usually with Instacart it's three four or five you know I I don't think I ever see more than you know six seven eight bananas because they're they just they think they're going by weight you know yeah yeah and again like I said most people have no idea how much bananas weigh they're actually with the with the skin or peel still on it can weigh at least a third up to a half pound so if you order one pound of bananas and that you you get to the store on the day that they had the the huge bananas you're gonna get two bananas if you want one pound well the average that's, bunch as, weighs as, two pounds as a shopper that is your job your job as a shopper is to make this really easy because all the customer wants is bananas yeah and so and and it's really cheap so go go high you, you can be safe and bring them you know more than they want you can also look at the order you know if are you, on your order are there two boxes of cereal and four gallons of milk and some fruit roll-ups then you've got you know you're there's a lot of kids they're all be eating bananas so yeah and like, want 14 bananas it could be like a essentially like the equivalent of like a convenience store shop where somebody's just getting like 10 items or less like, yeah. it's, like they're getting their lunch or something. So maybe maybe then they only want one banana. But I still always try to message people. If it says two bananas or less, I always message them. Be like, did you want, you know, two bananas, two pounds, or two bunches, you know? And but like I said, and the app is very unforgiving now, is that if you go over the weight, the app literally won't let you put that in there. It'll say, this is more than what the customer is expecting to pay. Or actually, and another PSA is about organic bananas because they come wrapped, like, or banded or whatever. And if the customer wants, like, only one or two, it's a pain because you have to break that band and then peel off two bananas. And uh, the organic bananas are usually all brown, <laughs> at least where I am. Well, pick pick green ones. I, I try some to. Some that are a little green. Yeah. I go for that. I, I mean, the number isn't as much a, d- a big deal to me. I look for a good bunch. It needs to be a little green and bring them a little more than they ordered. Mm-hmm. And you'll be you'll do great. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm also I am team Royal Gala. I am not team Honeycrisp. Oh, for apples. And it's uh, funny. I did a I did a poll on my no. YouTube channel a week or two ago. I said, what's the best apple? I forget which one won, but I was Macintosh is my favorite, although I do like Honeycrisp. The problem is Honeycrisp are hard to find ripe. They're always like yellow or um, you know, brown. Like they're just not ripe. Yeah. I, I have a I have a bag of gala apples in my fridge right now. They're okay. They're but, fine. Yeah. They're Macintosh fine. is and the best. Get, gala are fine and they're half the price. Yeah. I think aren't yeah. they? Essentially the same apple, like isn't Honeycrisp like a GMO version of Gala? Probably, probably. The, the Honeycrisp apples I see are the size of cannonballs. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The ones yeah, that, that have you're at Aldi. Yeah, they're like this big. Yeah, they're they're like a football, the size yeah. of a football. Or which, no, yeah, they're like the size of a freaking basketball. <laughs> yeah, who needs that? Uh, you know, we forgot to take our second break, so I'm just gonna we're gonna take we're gonna pause real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple Joe phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft. Maximo will use filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to work. Joe doesn't need Maximo to will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filter, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. Yep, and uh, Maximo isn't. I've been trying to get Gary to update that commercial. Um, it's not just for rideshare; it's also for Uber Eats and Grubhub. It'll show you, you know, like the full payout, or um, it. I mean, it's just about the the filtering of just. It's just going to automatically decline those lowball, no tip offers. So you don't have to like bother wasting your time with it. But yeah, links everything in the description below. Get Maximo. On, yeah, although both those apps are only available on Android, so. If you're an iPhone user like me, get a go on Craigslist or to the freaking bodega, and there's always used Androids on there, super cheap. Um, our last story isn't really a story. This is something that happened to me, and I put it on uh, Reddit, but they flagged it or whatever. But it's still there. Uh, so sorry, this post is removed by the moderator. So this is, I thought this was really interesting. This was on Monday morning. Um, this is me in the blue here. Can you can you see or should I zoom in? Let's see if I can zoom in a little. I can see it. All right. I'm just going to zoom in as much as I can. All right. So I said, what's up with these BJ's orders? No fuel assistance and both customers tipped in pennies. So if you take a close look here, this one is $7.08, 5.6 miles, eight items, $7 batch earnings, eight cent tip. And then this one is 2037, 2032 batch earnings, five cent tip and this has the heavy pay because you can see they want six cases of arizona iced tea and a case of water but that the, both of these orders came in uh, you can't see the time but they came in like within a few minutes of each other and i thought that was really odd i was like what are the chances that two customers are both tipping in pennies also where's the you know 40 cent fuel assistance because all the ones for Publix and aldi will have that 40 cents on there um so the only thing I could, this guy coin pushing fan said it's a massive glitch on the handoff from BJ's to Instacart, Instacart drivers. I don't know what he meant. Instacart driver. I'm like, yeah, I am an Instacart driver. Um, and then I posted this on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. And even here on YouTube in the, in the community tab and people are like, Instacart stealing tips again. I'm like, Ugh. it drives me crazy. when people say that, that the company is stealing. I was like, you know what kind of massive conspiracy it would take to, to for that to happen. Either the coders are are doing this and think you know nobody's gonna notice, like, and then it's gonna be like you're the office space. That's they, exactly yes. The, yeah. yeah, they, they would have to figure out the algorithm steals one penny for every for every transaction. 
in a month well, they're a millionaire yeah so i don't know did you see a glitch like this do you have bjs in texas i don't know you know office space was filmed in austin oh yeah yeah <laughs> anyway um no no i i thought that was a florida thing so i know they're on the east coast i didn't they know are yeah you know club stores are their own it, it's like costco that guy the costco replies right you know sam's club costco they have their own networks and their their own club so it probably was a glitch looks like one to me yeah that's that's I what mean, i'm thinking and I, I didn't work yesterday but i had my app on and i was hoping a bj's order would come in but i've noticed that the instacart algorithm now it's um it's all proximity based because like there's really no stores close well there's an aldi about a mile and a half from me but it's like i actually have to be sitting in the parking lot to get orders like i used to be able to sit here like mm -hmm. right here and see all the orders yeah. but now i have to actually get out of the house so it's very rare that i see um any instacart orders at all or certainly not anything worth taking like it'll show me stuff from like 30 miles away that nobody wants i always thought that meant it was a slow day and there weren't many orders um if it was a busy day and there were a hundred orders to aldi they will push those to people far away or you know the, the, so i think that's what that means or I've, that's what i've always thought i'm trying it's to slow did you see um again i didn't get this in my app but some people got it in their app it's instacart sent out a notice that said um don't camp out in the costco parking lot yeah <laughs> or well actually they, they said that was can. on that was on reddit yeah i'm yeah. trying to find it but i can't find it but um, i sent that to you i said that find to it you. on the it, it made me chuckle so you tell me i read that and i immediately thought of all the costcos here in in dallas because that is exactly what happens here People oh here it is camp out at costco people with bots the, the bot users camp out they all huddle around and it also also with total wine that's another place where uh really shoppers yeah. will camp out they'll and um you know i mean when i'm i i camp out with other people i know when i'm at a store but i mean that's what these people do all day is they just shop at Costco. There are people here in Dallas who just shop at Costco and they camp out in the parking lot and and a lot of them swap phones. You're, That's you're, what's like, a... you're looking over there like, what are these people doing? And then, yeah, and then apparently some people are hanging out in the store because of, they think they'll get the badge. Well, apparently the notice they sent out said you can wait in your car, but you can't wait inside like the entrance area it's like they're just loitering and blocking traffic i guess you know costco people costco employees hate us they hate us i i very rarely shop at costco well, mostly because the closest store to me is like 20 miles away so i would have to already be down there um and i don't know if it's like at this at your store but at my store you would have to you have to find the emergency exit and put your phone right up to the door to get a signal because as soon as you get inside Costco, it's this huge concrete building, and there's no signal, it's not and there's no Wi-Fi either. 
Ours, it's not a dead zone here. That's mm. it's probably a Florida thing. Like are. they're hurricane proof. Everything in Florida, yeah, is is built uh, hurricane proof. So everything's made of concrete here. Mm. Let me see. Okay, okay. Uh, I found. Um, you should check this guy out. He's in Texas. I forget which city. His name. I, I don't even know his real name. He just goes by Aphid Cart. Um, he's an insect. He, yeah, aphids. Yeah, they eat um, your garden vegetables. Um, let me see. He did a video about this um, a few weeks ago. Um, the Costco drop. These. No, that wasn't it. There was another one where he said Instacart. Um, where here it is. No, that's not it. Oh, here it is. In Costco wants shoppers out of their store. I'm not going to play his video, so I'll just put a link to it in the description so you guys can check it out. It's his, it's his second newest video. It's from three days ago, so check that out. He he, see he has the email from Instacart right there, but like I said, I never get these these messages. So look look, look at his look at his go back to his video list. It tells a story. Uh -huh. Reading from first row, right to left. This is Day reverse chronological order. <laughs> Day in the life of Instacart. I got deactivated on Instacart. Mm -hmm. Oh, Day in the life of Ship Shopper. <laughs> oh, how about that? Then he becomes a sh he hops over to ships after being deactivated. Um, yeah, he hasn't. Well, maybe he talked about it in this video, but um, that was um, I, like a customer said they didn't get their stuff or whatever. And he's a, or no, no, he had to, that it was, it's a, a soft ban. He had to cancel an order after checking out. So if you actually check out and you're starting the delivery and you have to cancel, you get put on a 24 hour soft ban. Okay. You hadn't heard of that? Uh, no. Um, they think you're stealing. That's why. Yeah. 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 Even if you return the stuff to the store and make everything right, they still get put in a 24-hour timeout. So, Aphid Car, if you're watching, let me know if you're uh, back on. Maybe he says it in this video. I just haven't watched it yet. So, Anyway, we're going super long. We're at an hour and 10 minutes. Um, let us know if you think this schedule you know, works for you. I, to me, it was fine because we started at 8.30, and um, I'm going to go work out now and then eat lunch hey. and then go to work. So, That's, And it also yeah. is... It's good for me because if I get one of those six to ten Amazon Flex routes tonight, I don't have to worry about being back in time to do the show. It's uh, nice to I do it in the morning and get yeah, it out of the way. Your messages to me are like, "Oh man, <laughs> I may be running late. I don't know." Yeah. That's uh, why, I, like, I, with Hannibal, I, we scheduled the show for ten, but like, what on Monday we started at eight because I was home in time. So I was like, you know, I'm home now. Let's just start now. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to stay up till ten if I don't have to. So. Well, All right. I, I apologize for the technical difficulties. I got up this morning and half my equipment wasn't on the desk. So anyway. Oh, no, you still guys. sound good and look good. So, oh, yeah. Hey. All right. And, you know, I'm going to upload this to the audio right now. So if you guys missed the live stream, well, you can always watch the replay or subscribe to the audio podcast and listen in your car or when you're walking around or at the gym or when you're shopping, whatever you do while you, while you uh, listen to podcasts. So, all right, have a good day. And, uh, Hannibal, I will be back on Monday and, uh, we'll see you later. All right. Adios. Yep.